When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Writers Roundtable. We are back, and Matt, we have an action-packed show for the people tonight. Can you tell them what are we going to talk about? I mean, it's you know these post June first cuts are coming up. We got some dynasty decisions to make. Like, there's so much. Even though there's not, even though some people think there's not, there's so much going on. Well, you did cover half of the show sheet so uh okay. we that's got my, that's my fault that's my fault we got we had there's a lot going on you know we're, we're yeah. excited we're excited june 1st is literally tomorrow so post june 1st cuts are are going to be happening very soon we have deandre hopkins uh he he's looming he now can sign with anybody at any time so we're going to talk about landing spots for him and we're going to talk some dynasty startup strategy as we have a lot of dynasty startups going on around the world and then we're going to play everyone's favorite game, love it or list it with some with some pretty interesting assets on, on deck. Yeah, I can't believe you didn't talk about Christian Watson, but there apparently we got to save un- something. All right. Apparently there's a big Christian Watson battle about to happen on the round table. So you should stay tuned for that and so much more. Without further ado, let's start the show. We're back on the writer's round table. Well, we weren't gone for that long. It's just the intro. So I don't know why we said we're back. But Aditya is here now. So welcome, Aditya. Thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Excited to get started with a, what looks like a great show today. Huh? Yeah, I'm excited about it. I mean, there, you know, a lot of people, I was tr- trying to articulate it well at the in the beginning. Uh, but a lot of people think that, oh, there's not much going on. And this is honestly like June and July, maybe because I'm a sicko. And I'm constantly thinking about dynasty, dynasty trades, how I can improve my dynasty team. These are some of my like favorite, t- favorite time of year, like the off season, because there is no off season. But speaking of off season, there's this thing that happened. DeAndre Hopkins was cut. Uh, so Aditya, where do you think his most likely destination is going to be? And what team do you think he would help the most? And then we'll talk about like who steps up in the Arizona passing game later on. But I'd just be interested to hear initially, like where do you think he's going to go and where, who, which team do you think he could help out the most? Yeah, obviously everyone's discussing the uh, AFC suitors, the Bills, Chiefs, maybe the Ravens, Patriots, all those guys. The NFC, I think maybe under the radar is Bears, Panthers. They have a lot of cap space, but they're also not contenders like Hopkins wants. Um, I think the the best fit for him and the team that would benefit the most from him is Buffalo. And I think they're also the likeliest suitor. That's because who's their number two right now? Gabe Davis, Dalton Kincaid, neither options really uh, 
really getting that passing game going. So I think if DeAndre Hopkins goes to Buffalo, then that passing game really takes another level. And Stefan Diggs, Hopkins, and then you got your assortment of Kincaid, Khalil Shakir, and Deontay Hardy, all those guys behind him also. But Josh Allen hasn't really had a second, a consistent second target to throw to throughout his last couple of years in Buffalo. So I think DeAndre Hopkins is both likeliest and the team that benefits the most from him is the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I, I I talked about it. I talked about the Bills on Sunday when Seth and I were on Player Profiler today. Um, shout out to Jack Cavanaugh. And that that is really the first team that comes to mind, right? You know, the Chiefs, they have a a bland receiving core, but they just won a Super Bowl. So do we how do you elevate a Super Bowl champion? You know? With the Bills, Gabe Davis is not the number two that you want on a, on a Super Bowl team, unless you're, you're wheeled in an elite defense. And we know the bills are, are more middle of the road when it comes to that, but going a little off book, I know the bills are the, are the popular candidate. I want to keep discussing what Deandre Hopkins could do for the jets offense right now. They're pushing their chips in. They got Aaron Rodgers right. But in their receiving core, they have Lazard, but are we really going to question who's better Lazard or Hopkins? And why not right now, if you can, this is the time, if there has ever been any, to fully load that Green Bay receiving core with as many options for Aaron Rodgers as he possibly can. This is, you got, I mean, what, one, two years before this is, this is over. So you got to go for it now. So if DeAndre Hopkins is that certified number two, you have a veteran to further increase the sophomore leap that Garrett Wilson could see. And then if you're competing with a team like Buffalo, you need all the help you can get. So I would really, as a a Patriots fan, I don't want to see it. But as as an analyst and and a quote-unquote student of the game, I would love to see DeAndre Hopkins go to the Jets and just see what this team can turn into. And and was the the Packers, were the Packers holding Aaron Rodgers back or or was, is Aaron Rodgers, as Seth would say, a bum? Well, now that you laid that out for me, because I was going to say Buffalo too. Is what I was going to say. I think that makes the most sense. Uh, as much as our our friend Ed DeLauder loves Gabe Davis, we sorry Ed, he's just not that good of a player, um, and he's certainly not in the category of DeAndre Hopkins. I think we can all agree. But that this makes, I mean, this makes the Jets' pursuit of DeAndre Hopkins even more important, right? You cannot let him. If you are in this win now build, which you are with Aaron Rodgers. You cannot let your division rival get something that they absolutely desperately need. And DeAndre Hopkins should probably be using that to his advantage in contract negotiations, right? This is That's actually a fascinating point you brought up because, yeah, the Jets are in win-now mode. Despite how I feel about Aaron Rodgers, that's where they are. And so they absolutely need to go out and get DeAndre Hopkins because the Bills – are up there. I think the Cowboys, I think the Cowboys were the betting favorite the last time I checked. I don't know if those odds have changed. It's possible, but I think the Cowboys make a lot of sense too in that offense that suppose I guess supposedly doesn't want to pass the ball more, but adding I mean, how could you pass up DeAndre Hopkins? It just wouldn't make any sense. Mike McCarthy, eh, whatever. But yeah, that's a fascinating point you brought up with the Jets. They got to go get him, right? I mean, you'd think. I don't Anyway, anyway, um, yeah. go it's ahead. Definitely, it's definitely interesting because all, all the suitors that we talk about, like Jets, Bills, Chiefs, they're all AFC AFC teams. So 
uh, it'll be interesting to see, like, is is DeAndre Hopkins going to try and play off that, a, um, you're in the same division as the Bills and, and the Jets, you know, play up those contract negotiations. But the AFC is extremely, we already talk about those quarterbacks all the time that exist in the AFC, but that that uh, talent disparity is just, just going to get bigger with DeAndre Hopkins, uh, all those suitors in the AFC. Yeah, and you certainly can't let them go to Kansas City, the Super Bowl champion, if they're interested. Now, something tells me that Kansas City is probably going to lean on, you know, what they have. That They're talking up Kadarius Tony. So I don't know if they're just trying to put them in a good position to negotiate with a DeAndre Hopkins. You never know what kind of poker game is going on. But fascinating stuff. I am I am interested to uh, to figure out. I know I added this last second to the show sheet so we don't have to go in great detail. Uh, which Arizona pass catcher now are you most interested in, Aditya? Um, Marquise Brown is the obvious answer. He seems like the yeah. only guy that's going to get a bump this year. But if I'm looking at Dynasty, then I think Trey McBride is actually an underrated um, scoop for from the Cardinals. I know Michael Wilson's also an option, but I don't think the Cardinals are going to roll with Michael Wilson as the wide receiver two or three in that offense next year. So Trey McBride is the next tight end up in Arizona. I know Zach Ertz is still there for now, but um, if Arizona is still looking to kind of rebuild with Kyler Murray, probably not playing the first four games of the season at least. So Trey McBride is up next, especially in those dynasty leagues for, for those tight ends. And with tight ends, it's, it's always a landscape that we don't, we don't really love, but Trey McBride is, is the guy that I like as next man up there. Yeah. I, 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 I like Marquise Brown because of his high depth, his, his average, his dot is, is long. It's high. He gets deep targets down the field. He gets the fantasy friendly. I couldn't get that one out clean at all. <laughs> it's okay. You, you have to hear me trip all over my tongue on, on this show. So it happens. Brown was a target hog when Hopkins was healthy. And he was a semi target hog when, when Kyler Murray and Hopkins were both both out. It was tough being the number one option with Colt McCoy and, and company and David Blau drawing number one attention. But He's gonna have. He's gonna be the obvious biggest beneficiary. I I love Rondale Moore now. I I don't know where where his value is gonna start going. Probably up to the point where I'm not gonna draft him anymore. But if you already have shares of Rondale Moore in anticipation of DeAndre Hopkins leaving, then you're doing really well. He's gonna be getting a lot of the short area work yards after the catch. They're gonna get some of the the gadget plays in for him. So Rondale Moore's in for a big year. And not to get too far ahead of the show, but why not now for Trey McBride? Because Zach Ertz could very well not be wearing a Cardinals jersey in in week one of the season. So uh, I I think Trey McBride, regardless of whether or not Zach Ertz actually leaves this year or not, is going to see an increased role. So probably worth a dart throw in the very later rounds right now in anticipation of another exit with Zach Ertz. Yeah, I love what you guys said and Trey McBride. I think he, now, because that it's going to take people some time to sort of realize, oh, like Trey McBride's situation is really good now, potentially. And, you know, Colt McCoy is not the worst quarterback in the world. It's not ideal, but a season potentially full of Colt McCoy wouldn't be the worst thing if for a Trey McBride, I guess. But it's obviously not not something we're going to get too excited about but at his value and it's all about values 
it's it's amazing still and the public is gonna see Zach Ertz still in the way and like you said we'll, we'll talk about that later but I think the move not for this year if we're talking dynasty is if for some reason you're still in your rookie drafts I'm still in one and I was able to get Michael Wilson again so I got my 11th share of Michael Wilson uh in the fourth round and I I think he's got a clear as clear a path as any of those uh, young Arizona pass catchers uh, to opportunities. Not this year, potentially, because they're like you said, it's going to be Rondell Moore, Hollywood Brown, Trey McBride. But man, it's you his his pathway is a lot easier than than some people think. So I'm, I if you if you get a chance to add Michael Wilson in in your rookie drafts, I would do it. So, um, yeah, and. I, I think he did. Uh, he also was really good at the senior bowl too. So Michael Wilson. So it's a guy, like I said, I I've talked about him on this show many times and he's my o- most owned rookie. And I'm, I'm so thankful that I have a ton of Michael Wilson. All right. Well, speaking of savings, a lot of teams are going to be, <laughs> a lot of teams are going to be trying to save some money here in the next few days with post June 1st cuts. They're right around the corner. Which players a DEM might get cut that could affect fantasy rosters? Yeah, um, obviously we're going to talk about Dalvin Cook later, so I won't touch on him here. Um, You already mentioned Zach Ertz as a potential post-June first cut, and that's part of the reason I mentioned Trey McBride was because Zach Ertz got injured last year. He's still nursing a little bit of injury there. He's uh, older than 30 years old, so why, why do the Cardinals really need him this year? There's no, there's no real benefit for Arizona to have him because they're, they aren't going to compete this year. So it's quite possible we see Zach Ertz get cut post-June 1st, and he'll find his way to a new team, and then we'll see Arizona uh, get their way to like a four-win season with uh, Clayton Toon and Trey McBride back there for a few weeks. But one more post-June 1st cut that I think is a little bit more under the radar is Ryan Tannehill. And I think this they have Will Levis. They still have Malik Willis. So we could very well see Will Levis be the next guy uh, up there in Tennessee. And the Titans could decide to just cut ties with Ryan Tannehill this season rather than wait for him um, and just roll, roll forward with Will Levis and see what they've gotten to him because they, they probably decide to not – not go all in and compete this year, especially seeing the rest of the AFC's quarterbacks. Ryan Tannehill does not. Ryan Tannehill does not match up to the rest of the guys we see out there. So I think he's he's an under the radar guy that could get cut post June first. Yeah, on the Mind of Mansion show today, uh, pot, the Pop Father had uh, Memphis on or, or Randall from the Dynasty Warzone, and he he I can't remember the term. But he brought up the fact that all these teams are going to be effectively not trying, and it would make all the sense in the world for Tennessee to potentially be one of those teams. Think about Derrick Henry, right? If they cut Ryan Tannehill, that's that's exactly who I was going to talk about because according to Spot or Spot Tracks or Spot Tracks or however you say that, uh, they can save twenty-seven million dollars by releasing him post June first. And they have Malik Willis and they have they just drafted Will Levis, who I guess they were willing to trade up into the first round to get. And so either you have something in Will Levis or you have a really high pick 
to go get Caleb Williams and you have a coach there and a new GM. So you have some stability there. I mean, you just fired the last GM. So I assume this GM's got some leash. Um, so I, that's really interesting to me. That's probably the most interesting storyline to monitor. The other, the other storyline to monitor, I think, and this is probably more of a trade, but I know there was a lot of smoke leading up to the draft about the Broncos pass catchers and they traded up to get Marvin Mims. And so we'll see what, what happens there. But Cortland Sutton could save some, you could save more money by trading him than by cutting him. So I, that would be something to monitor. Probably not going to happen, but obviously, you know, Dalvin cook too is going to get cut most likely. And so that, you know, what does Minnesota do with their backfield? Does it, does Alexander Madison, are they going to trust him to take over? I kind of doubt it. I think they probably either look to bring back Dalvin cook or look to add somebody, maybe one of the, another dusty veteran. I don't know, but if I were Minnesota, who's typically like in a win now, I mean, they're going to be in a win now situation. Like, are you going to, is that who you're going to trust? I don't know, man. I, whatever. I, I don't really buy it, but Matt, what do you think? I got a lot to recap there. Uh, no, sorry, I'm I was kind of kind of going all over the place. No, it's you know, good from but... you. From you and you guys just kind of touched on a lot of the things that I was going to talk about. So I'm just going to record a few breaking news segments. I don't know when they're gonna. I don't know when they're gonna happen, but we can just save them and and cut them up for for when the time comes. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> breaking news: Ryan Tannehill cut by the Tennessee Titans. And breaking news: the Tennessee Titans signed Carson Wentz Ooh. to their roster. Why not, right? Wow. Why not just save twenty-seven million and get what you have, and and which is a backup mm-hmm. level or or below average starter in the league for Damn, a lot a, less, and you have a veteran what, to talk with Levis, and and you can you can do this thing where you pull Levis and you put Wentz in, and then Wentz sucks, and you pull him and you put Wet Levis back in. I mean, Ron yeah. Rivera did that and he kept his job, so so it should work for should work for Vrabel. Sounds like the quarterback hokey pokey. You put a Wentz in then, and then you take him out. You know, sounds like quarterback hokey pokey is what that sounds like. But yeah, no, well, that makes a ton of sense. That I mean, what are the St. Louis Battlehawks going to do now for quarterback? Because I heard that that was their plan is to sign Carson Wentz, go get themselves an XFL championship. I'm kind of I'm kind of just focused on renaming the title of the show Tennessee Titans quarterback hokey pokey because <laughs> I don't think there's been anything better. <laughs> you put Carson Wentz in and then you take him out and then you put Levis in and then you take him out. You do the Tennessee quarterback hokey pokey and this is what losing's all about. Yeah. All right. There, there you we go. go, folks. You got an original song. Great stuff. Original song on the Writers Roundtable today. And uh, that's going to get clipped, just so you know. Absolutely. Clipped. Because uh, Matt Babbage is Matt Babbage is taking on more responsibility. And I might be, let's just say I might be in trouble on this show. I might have <laughs> to be careful, more careful, which I was not careful just then, but that's okay. We got the Tennessee quarterback hokey pokey, which and I'll be sending out some tweets later about the Tennessee quarterback hokey pokey. I'm letting you right. know, I'm letting you know now. I'm quoting you saying I'm a sicko. You've said it like four or five times on here, and I every yeah. time I just think of that graphic on Twitter. And I'm they've been doing it to the Podfather lately. They've been doing him dirty in, in, <laughs> in the quotes, and I am going no. to. Do, I'm going to do the same shit to you. 
Uh, oh, let's see that. The thing is, the Podfather's the puppet, the puppet master behind the scenes with that. That's the that's the only difference there. It would just be you saying things that who knows where you could go with that. But anyway, I shudder to think. But uh, Matt Babbitt, he's he's going places around here. You know, who's not going places in Minnesota. And that's that's Dalvin Cook. Um, oh, he's yeah. going to get cut. I said it uh, I actually before the draft, pre-draft, when they were shopping him, as soon as I heard that they were trying to trade Dalvin, I knew right then and there he'd end up being a cut because when you looked at his contract, there was no way with with the production that he's put, especially last season, at his age, there was no way he was worth that contract that he had. I can't remember the details off the top of my head, but it's just it's simply not where his market value is at. So he's going to be cut, and then I, I don't really know what happens to him after, but – He's likely going to go to a situation where he's not the lead back and he's going to be in some sort of timeshare. I really do think mm-hmm. there's a possibility he just ends up back in Minnesota on a restructured deal. So, in fact, it might be the most likely landing spot for him just to go right back to Minnesota because it benefits both parties because that's where Dalvin's going give, to give himself the best chance to, to earn a better contract somewhere else. And it's the best chance Minnesota has to uh, having a competent backfield all season. So... Because if they don't, what are their options? You either ride with Madison or you're signing Fournette, which it will be if they if they forego signing Dalvin or Zeke, which it probably won't be a more of a pat, you know, more of a pass catcher, more of a, you know, of elusive back. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Fournette if it's not Cook. But uh, how about Marquez Valdez Scantling real quick? If if the Chiefs are going for DeAndre mm-hmm. Hopkins, that's a quick two mil in a puzzle piece that already doesn't really fit. They have Kadarius yeah. Tony, they have Sky Moore, they have Rasheed Rice, and then if they if they want to add DeAndre Hopkins to the equation, which I, I would think you would, you can do it with one restructure and cutting Marquez Valdez Scantling as as a post June first cut. So I think that makes a lot of sense. I, I think we've we all realized just with his target share and, and his usage in Kansas City, it wasn't really working. He had a little bit of shine in the playoffs, and maybe that will will save his job, but. I don't think it's I don't think it's super outlandish. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we came I came up with another term while you were talking about uh, Dalvin Cook, uh, the Minnesota wet blanket RB backfield because they're doing it. They're doing this thing where they're like, oh, Alexander Madison could be the starter, and Alexander Madison's ADP is like shooting through the roof, and then they're gonna cut him, and everybody's like, yay, Alexander Madison, rejoice, and then they're just gonna sign him again, and uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like that makes a ton of sense i said it out loud i think on player profiler today just extemporaneously i was like is that was that stupid of me to say but the more i look at it that makes that that does look like a good option for them yeah i don't i don't see madison become being like entering the season as minnesota's lead back at all so it's cook with a with a re-signing restructure or Fournette or even cream hunt maybe but I don't see Madison being that lone, lone lead guy. Ooh, oh yeah, Kareem Hunt. That's I actually, name. I forgot That's about Kareem name. Hunt. I, I actually don't hate that. I actually like that more than them bringing back Dalvin Cook. Actually, I do, I do too. And you're like, gonna get a, you're gonna being... get a better rusher and and a more effect and at least an equally effective pass catcher because Dalvin Cook is a is a solid pass catcher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I just if if Madison if they just stick with Madison it would be a running back it would almost have to be like a running back by committee with Dwayne McBride thrown in there Ty Chant like it would just have to be 
I don't know. I just can't see Madison taking up the full workload. I'm very skeptical of that. And I'm like, he's probably the most skeptical player in underdog right now. Cause he's like at 88 or something crazy. But anyway, Oh, right. I think, I think it's my question, isn't it? Um, it is all right. So dynasty startups. All right. Let's shift to dynasty. Here we go. Here's another one for you. I am, I'm a sicko, a dynasty, just die hard. I'm in way too many leagues. I'm going to be doing some more startups this year. We're going to be doing a startup uh, for the writers roundtable. So be sticking, uh, be on the lookout for an announcement about our league, which I'm putting together as we speak. It's going to be released sometime in June. So there's a little plug for you. Um, So dynasty startups are happening all over the place. Dynasty rookie drafts are likely already over. So Aditya, I know we've talked about it on this channel before, but I don't think we can talk about it enough really like what are some good strategies to employ during a dynasty startup and if you're just in the off season like what should you be doing right now in what many people think is a boring month uh in in june as we're approaching june to set yourself up for success in 2023 yeah first if you're uh, doing a dynasty startup and you know your draft position ahead of time um do some mock drafts out of your position so you know how your board might fall uh, guys that you want to target and what kind of team you want to build because just practice makes perfect and and we don't really get perfect in this industry but um, practice makes good enough I guess and um, in your dynasty startups you you want to you want to pick a direction that you want your team to go in so if you're for example you're in a super flex league but you're drafting at the end of your first round maybe you want to uh, target certain quarterbacks like a um you want to target I, I don't know who's going at the end of at like pick 12 but let's say you're like pick 5 you want Lamar Jackson really badly you you do some mocks you take Lamar Jackson see how the board falls in your second round so um doing all that practice and those mocks really helps and as you're in the off season definitely um keep in tune with what the NFL offseason looks like. So for example, watching us, um, those post, those post June 1st cuts are coming up. So, um, well, for example, like Dalvin cook, many, many, uh, people that don't watch us may not know that, um, cook could go back to the Vikings or Kareem hunt could go to the Vikings. So keeping up with those deadlines that happen in the NFL offseason is definitely another way to keep up with your dynasty um, offseason as well. And like guys like DeAndre Hopkins are moving teams, and then it'll definitely be guys moving teams after these June 1st cuts. So keeping up to date with that, and also knowing what direction you want your team to go to um, this season and the coming seasons. Like, for example, do you want your team to contend this season? If so, you want to set your roster up to be that way. You you can probably uh, let go of some of those 2024 rookie draft picks for a guy that'll help you this season. And if it doesn't look like you're going to contend this season, then you probably want to um, maybe sell off some of your more short-term assets and gain some of those picks. So picking a direction that you want your team to go to is definitely something that in the dynasty off season, you want to keep in mind and moving forward, you um, can't hurt to tune into us of course, and always look at those, NFL deadlines, OTAs, training camp news, and things like that. 7 p.m. Central time on Wednesdays. Wednesdays. Writer's Roundtable on the Player Profiler YouTube channel. Anyway, good plug there, Aditya. I appreciate that. (laughs) 
That's uh, good. And it's a really good point. He brings up too the, the grind in the off season and stay ahead. I really think we continue to kind of forget what the actual casual or average, you know, the median league is like, you know, Seth is a sicko, right. And, and he's not playing with, you know, office coworkers. He's playing with, with fellow sickos at yep. fantasy football anonymous. They, that's how they all met. Mm-hmm. And, and, Hi, and my name's Seth. I've got a problem. You'd be you'd be surprised, like even the most basic kind of theories or takes that you could present to somebody in your office league or in your your home friend league. That just kind of or or a bit of news, like you know, saying Dalvin Cook a couple months, like a month ago, you know, Dalvin Cook might be cut. Half your league probably doesn't know that really. And so being on that grind and watching us or watching the Sonic Truth Pod or watching dynasty war zone or watching goat district which comes on after this or listening to stat masters on the on the discord or on the youtube staying ahead of the game there puts you ahead into the 90th plus percentile of you know being in the know and when you're when you're you know a month or a week or a day ahead of the rest of your league you can capture a lot of value there and and one of the main things I'd like to talk about, I'm not going to, because Seth introduced it to us a few weeks ago, and he has a a very good suggestion on how to build relationships in, in your leagues. Yeah. Well, first, firstly, I, I, I do want to say that you should probably, right now, just stop with your, what you're doing if you're... Like, don't stop watching us. That's not what I meant to say. I was probably... I was very poorly phrased. What you should do, though, is while you're watching us, is click the like button and subscribe to the Player Profiler YouTube channel if you haven't done that already. There's, yeah, it's down there somewhere. Yeah. I, I, it's hard to know in stream. Do. Yeah, if you're pointing to, it's hard to know in StreamYard if you're pointing to the appropriate place. Uh, but you should go ahead and subscribe because that's and click that alarm bell because that's how you're going to be notified and you could discover you know, one of your favorite analysts or, you know, the dynasty war we have on player profile. We have so many uh, different analysts on this channel, you know, they've brought so many people in. And so, you know, you might like the dynasty war zone. You might like the writer's round table, the game plan with Maddie Kiwum is an excellent show on the weekends. I mean, Theo Greminger, they have the Sonic truth podcast with the pod father and mind of me. I mean, I could go on and on and on. So, Staying tapped into us, it doesn't cost you anything. I would also say that you should probably be subscribed to our rankings. Now, I know that's the next level, but one of the things that I used to do even before I played, even before I was working for Player Profiler, even before I started three years ago, is I would compare, and I was so happy the Podfather brought this up when he was on our show, is go to Keep Trade Cut, which is the consensus public perception of value. And then you go to player profilers rankings, which trust me, they're the best rankings in the business. Billy, Dario, they do a fantastic job. Theo now too. compare those. And guess what? There's, there's where your value is, you know, when you, and, and you can interject your own opinion too. use player profilers, a resource, pay attention to that stat master show. That's fantastic as well. There's so much good stuff, but Alluding to what Matt was saying in a dynasty startup, and this is very simplistic, and I know I've said this before, but don't be that guy in the chat. Don't essentially don't be a dick, right? Like, don't be an a hole. Like, 
be, introduce yourself to everybody like get in everybody's dms it's so easy to do on sleeper introduce yourself say that you're an active owner active manager whatever term you you want to use and say like hey if you're interested in training a pick like or message them if they're on the clock and you're interested in that pick and what i like to do in a dynasty startup is I like to feel out the room a little bit. I don't really go in with a specific strategy. I kind of let other people dictate my strategy for me. So if there's a ton of people that you see are trading up and they're trying to go to win now, well, maybe I go productive struggle because that's where the value is going to be for me. If I see everybody's trying to trade for 2024 rookie picks, well, guess what? And some of those veterans are falling down the draft board. I might shift my strategy to more of a win now, although I'll draft younger players too, is I, what I always do. And if you want to take your game to the next level, here's the plug. Go sign up for the all-in package, promo code Seth. And those are all my tips, man. As, as far as like in season right now, I'm I'm constantly sending trade offers out. I'm, I'm shopping veterans. It, really a, a time that's it's it's better to do this closer to the season once like everybody feels like they can win the fantasy football championship and that's probably the best time to sell some of those vets but yeah some all those things and more great things to do and um so anyway and harry snowman is in the chat so uh okay so he's gonna be the dick in the chat eh, no, why no deal I don't know. Like it's it's been that kind of a day, Matt. Just let him have it. He just openly uh, admitted to just taking his frustrations out on other people for no reason. Yeah, that's not the which vibe is, which we're is, looking which for. Is, which is not something you should do in your dynasty leagues because nobody likes. I mean, nobody likes the guy who's just OTC guy or. Oh my God! What a terrible trade! I can't believe this. What a fleece. Like, yeah, fleece. The fleeced guy. Yeah, the fleece guy. Nobody likes that. Um. Yeah, it's just don't be that guy, and and don't be that guy. Um, so anyway, is Anthony Richardson him? Yes. Do we think so? Yes. 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 All right. Well, I will be now sharing with you an informative segment from the Podfather. The Injury Finder just dropped, so uh, well, like a week ago. But here is an informative segment from the Podfather. After I eliminate this, yeah, it's, this is a disaster. But anyway, here we go. Informative segment. From the Podfather, here it comes right now. I hope you're ready. Stay tuned after. We're going to play Love It or List It. And now it's coming. Right right now, the informative segment is coming. Okay, it's coming right now. Here it, here it comes. Now, as we at Player Profiler have become a full-blown machine learning company, the crowning achievement has to be the injury finder. We're now taking BMI data and injury history data and assigning a probability that a player is injured on any given touch. And not only can you see a player's fragility rating, their injury risk, we also have analysis from professional physical therapists breaking down all the major players that underwent surgery last year and what their rehabilitation looks like heading into 2023. There's a tool to compare players. There's a database where you can say, show me all the foot injuries, show me all the severe injuries, show me all the injuries requiring surgery. It provides you the key market intelligence to know what is the difference in probability that player X versus player Y will miss games this year. It's great for fantasy football, and it also just satisfies your curiosity as a fan. Go to the App Store, go to Google Play, download it. It's five bucks every year just to reload the latest injury predictions and fragility ratings. The 2023 data is live now. Open your phone and get smarter. 
And we are back. And it is now time for the game that is sweeping the, the countryside, the nation. It's changing lives. What game is it, Matt Babbage? Well, if you've, oh man, this is, there's some, there is maybe some, con, not controversy. If you've been in a Target, <laughs> you've seen. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, I know. Oh, I, I didn't even I realize. I know. I'm sorry. But, uh, but if, you, anyway. if you've been, if you've been in a Target recently, you've seen, you've seen the decor of, of Chip and Joanna Gaines. And, yeah. and because we, we love to talk about home and garden network, uh, it's everyone's, yeah. it's everyone's favorite brand of television. And we're gonna we're gonna play a game called Love It or List It. We might get sued by HGTV one day. I'm not I'm not 100 sure. I'm not the, I'm the not legal gonna lie. parameters behind this. I'm I don't not, know if we're allowed to do this. Can I can I tell you something? There was something in if you go to what you should do, you should go to the Writers Roundtable Pod on Twitter. I think is what our Twitter uh, for the podcast is. You should go follow that. But in that t- tweet that you posted, you made some comment, and I don't I I'll just say it. About Joan, about them getting divorced or something, which is and not like, true. It, I've cor- I've since corrected that. It is not okay, true. Okay, well, well, it uh, like some a message popped up and it said uh, that like this this has been go go watch it. I got it. Said, I got it. Says it says like oh this this is this is uh, this has been refuted by yeah or something yeah. So I got go watch your, Yeah, you got Elon. So go watch it. Everybody, sick. go watch it. It's a great video. I spread misinformation. Twitter. Hey, I mean, <laughs> I, well, maybe maybe when it comes to Christian Watson, but other than that, I, you're okay in my book, buddy. All right, all right. So, so what this game is 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 essentially buy or sell, just rebranded with a fancy name. We're gonna give we're we're gonna <laughs> talk we, about it that we've that we've ripped off of Ch- Chip and Joanna Gaines, but we're gonna okay. make money making money off their back. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna list a player and his his value consensus value on keep trade cut. And then we're we're going to decide whether or not we are loving them, and we we want to add that player onto our roster, or we're listing and we're trying to trade that player away. So we are going to start with Travis Etienne Aditya. Are we loving or are we listing? He's currently valued at RB seven on Keep Trade Cut. Uh, I'm I'm loving Travis Etienne right now, and that's because a lot of people think tank Bigsby is going to come in and steal a good chunk of those touches. And while he'll take some touches, he's not, he's not going to take all of those touches that Travis Etienne is in line for, especially that pass catching. Um, I think Etienne entering his third season at RB seven. I, I definitely like that value. I'm going to agree with you. Uh, I, I love Travis Etienne because for the very same reasons that you said, I feel like, Whenever you have a rookie running back entering a situation, I mean, the Jacksonville Jaguars drafted him because they needed a backup running back, not named Jamichael hasty. Okay. So there was a need there and they filled it. So I, I, I think his usage isn't going to be that. I mean, I don't think it's really going to go down that much and he's attached to a, a, you know, a Jacksonville offense. That's exciting. And that he's, I mean, I could, I think he could see even more, even a bigger passing volume than he received last year. I mean, last year, 35 receptions, yards per carry. I mean, efficiency, if that's what we're looking for out of a running back, pretty good. I mean, he was number 22 in targets. Like I said, I think that number can go up. And like I said, efficiency, number five in breakaway runs, number 12 in breakaway run, run rate, pretty good yards per touch, top 10. So I like a lot of what I've seen from him. Now, when you compare his 
some of the other running backs and keep trade cut. I'd probably prefer Kenneth Walker. I don't know what is going on with Kenneth Walker on keep trade cut, but for some reason, ETN's above him. I prefer Kenneth Walker over ETN. I think Najee Harris and Travis ETN is a good debate to have. I think for this season, I might prefer Najee, but for the long term, I would prefer ETN. So that's a great debate to have. But Matt, where, where are you sitting on this? Because I feel like we are getting, I feel like a lot of people in the chat are disagreeing with us. Where are we, where is, just real quick before I get into this, where's Najee at, at the Keep Trade Cut? Because that is a good debate. Yeah, yeah, he's at RB, what is he? RB 10, 10, RB 10, 10. RB 10. 10. yeah, it goes, it goes ETN, Walker oh, is right behind ETN, Josh Jacobs, and then Najee. So that's 7, 8, 9, 10. ETN, Walker, Jacobs, Najee. Yeah, so I was... I think Najee and ETN are closer than that. I think I, you know, I don't think, I don't, I think you can make a real case. Najee should be ahead of ETN. The thing. Yeah, absolutely. So I was going to love, in fact, I had that on my version of the show sheet, but I saved, I always do a copy of the show sheet because I just have too many notes to, to read through everybody's, but. And I just blow up the yeah. show sheet with all of my propaganda. So <laughs> you too, actually red. You, it's red. I literally your writings. It's Seth's little red show sheet. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. All Seth's lunacy and craziness. Propaganda. On there. Um, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers sucks all over it. Like you added you the know. key trade cut values after, after I had done that. So I didn't even see he was RB seven. So I, I'm actually going to list. I think that's a little bit. I think that's a little bit high for somebody who finished with, you know, 23 fantasy points per game in what's going to be a very pass forward offense. And, you know, he had five touchdowns, which, you know, that could, that can change some things, but we're looking at a running back. Where's his value going to go? That's what I always ask myself when I see these evaluations. Like, do I think RB seven is a fair price to pay for Travis Etienne and dynasty? Sure. But what's my return on investment going to be? Cause he's got to perform fairly significantly this season in order for RB seven to turn into RB six or RB five. And with a running back that, even though I don't like tank Bigsby, a running back that was taken in the third round, who is better than any of the competition that ETN had with him last season, he has to, he can easily, he can far more easily become RB 11 this off season than he can RB six or RB five. So when, when you, if you think about it that way, you're, if, if ETN isn't the missing piece to a championship, which if he is, then it's worth it. But if he's not, then you're looking at a negative return on investment. And that's just not the decision I'm trying to really make in dynasty, but I do not want to pass up an opportunity to slander tank it Bigsby. So I'm going to continue to do so. Why is everyone so persistent on talking about Jameer Gibbs's weight as if being a buck shy of 200 is all of a sudden just this game changing fact. Like we haven't seen like Jamal Charles or, or anybody be successful at near that heightened weight. And why are we not going to focus on BMI and the fact that tank Bigsby is two inches taller and lighter than Travis Etienne, And he's also slower and has less burst. W- what do we see in this guy? This is a college running back archetype. If I've ever seen one. Yeah. He's better than a lot of college defenders and he's more athletic than the average college defender. So that's why he looked good in college, but look at his archetype and what does he bring to the table that is going to work in the NFL? Because he's not a bruiser and he's not, he can't rely on his speed. 
So these NFL defenders, when he runs in the, in between the tackles, they're going to eat him alive because he doesn't have that ability to be shifty in the backfield and make his own lanes. I, I just don't see a situation where, where Tank Bigsby is as set up to succeed as we think he is. I don't think he's going to be getting the goal line touches that he thinks that people, some people think he will be because I think Travis Etienne is just a more dynamic asset and that's the guy I want in the red zone. So I, I don't love ETN at that price. I will list him at that price. I'd more likely hold, but that's not the rules of the game. But I'm also listing Tank Bigsby. I want it added onto the card. I think that's fair. I I, I don't think I, I completely agree with you, and that's why I, I'm buying ETN. I mean, I think ETN, I mean, if you would have checked last year at this time, he would probably be in the top five in dynasty running backs, if not top three, probably. But and and he's going to be completely healthy this year. I just I think you know with and we forgot about the shower narrative. What about the shower narrative? I, mean, I love sh- I, I love a shower narrative. Yeah, Don't. shower narrative. I mean, we can't discount the shout shower narrative that puts him over Najee for me. The shower shower narrative. I mean, come on, he's with <laughs> Trevor Lawrence. So, uh, all right, next player is everyone's favorite player, Christian Watson Aditya. He he is currently. Wide receiver 19 on keep trade cut. Are you loving or listing at that price? I am listing Christian Watson at that price. He enters this season with Jordan Love at quarterback. Uh, Last season with Aaron Rodgers, he was more of a deeper target kind of guy. He had three out of his 14 games over 100 100 receiving yards, but none of his games he had over 10 targets, I don't believe. Yeah, none of his games over 10 targets. He's being valued uh, around a guy like Devontae over or like ended even Hollywood. I don't think Christian Watson is worth his price right now. Um, I just don't see a world in which you take him over the rest of some of these guys like Adams, Ayuk, McLaurin, or Hollywood Brown, and um, and he outperforms them because Jordan Love is there for the next season and probably the season after that with the extension that Love just signed. Uh, the Packers aren't exactly uh, well equipped to do to put up fireworks in that offense outside of like some Aaron's Jones, Aaron Jones screens or something like that. So I don't really see a world in which Christian Watson is worth that wide receiver 19 tag, especially after last season, he wasn't, he wasn't, uh, he wasn't a target hog. And uh, how's that going to change this season with a worse quarterback? What did Terry McLaurin do to get so much? So much hype. I know I'm focusing on like literally one of your like five examples that you tossed out, but I don't know. Um, yeah. Seth, I, I'm going to toss it back to you because my entire argument is based off of rebuttaling your argument. So, all right. Well, thank you. Um, so I'm listing the Packers. Everyone knows. I mean, I'm sure this isn't, this isn't, I'm not breaking, I'm not Jack Kavanaugh over here breaking news. The Packers are not going to be a good team this year. They're going to be a hot mess, okay? And here, here we go. So this Christian Watson hype, right, is stemming from four weeks of last year's regular season when he finished as the wide receiver three, wide receiver eight, wide receiver 10, and wide receiver eight in fantasy points per game in weeks 10 through 13 of last season. And the only other week he finished as, the, as a top 15 wide receiver was in week 18 when your fantasy playoffs should be over with anyway, against Detroit um, and he finished as a wide receiver 13 that week. So this is super volatile, volatile asset. I'd be more than happy to move him for, I mean, 
I mean, DTA listed off a number of receivers there. I would rather have, I mean, I don't, I don't, you might even be able to get Terry McLaurin plus, I don't know. This, this is crazy that he's wide receiver 19 on keep trade cut. Also what many people might not know is that he saw 65 targets last year that ranked number 65 amongst wide receivers and green Bay last season ranked number 15 in running plays per game. They ranked number 20 in team plays per game with Aaron Rodgers. Do we think these numbers are going to go up? Like they're just going to keep running the ball more with this pretty much rookie quarterback. That means less opportunities for Watson. They draft Jaden Reed. They, they have Romeo Dubes. They draft a couple tight ends. I mean, this offense is not going to be good. They're going to want to run the ball. What am I missing here, Matt Babich? In what in what situation in Dynasty are you trading away Christian Watson for Terry McLaurin plus? You're trading for a worse receiver who is older and crossing his AJ packs. You better be you're not if you're in win now, why are you trading for the older guy who's we're getting really sorry, we're getting focused on Terry McLaurin. You you're you're distracting me with this Terry McLaurin nonsense and you're taking me away from the fact what about Jahan Dotson? He's ranked ahead of Jahan Dotson on Keep Trade Cut. Michael Good. Pittman. He's ahead Good. of Michael Pittman. Good. Mm, that's where I draw the line. DJ but Moore. He's ahead can, of DJ Moore. Let me, get back, let me get to my point, oh. which is you like to bring up the, the pure raw targets, which, which I get. I get. But mm-hmm. week 10, right? That, that insane three-touchdown explosion. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't really know what that I'm I'm a Bears fan is what he's saying. Oh. <laughs> Thought he was being like literal <laughs> with me. I was like I don't I don't think these are navy blue. Gosh, Seth, let me This is propaganda yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, getting yeah. me off my game by putting the comments on the bottom and and talking about blue glasses. This is absurd. I'm going to talk about how Christian Watson <laughs> recorded a 22% target share from weeks 10 through 18. That 20 plus mark is like a significant mark if you can hit a 20 plus percent target share. So there was a clear, distinct point in this season where they where Christian Watson stopped being the guy who dropped his first ever target in the NFL and he became the the three touchdown explosive alpha that we now view him as. And he was the wide receiver eight in fantasy points per game in that stretch from 10 through 18 in PPR points. Now, I know what you're thinking. All right, seven touchdowns over eight games. That is a fairly unsustainable rate, and I will agree with you. But let's just say we were to remove four touchdowns out of that stretch, leaving them only with three on the season, three in in an eight-game stretch and in a full-season sample. That feels – that's super low. (laughs) He was wide receiver 19 in fantasy points per game, and that's his consensus value on keep trade cut. So if you take what was a pretty solid rookie season that could have been a lot better had he gotten off to a a better stride and had the Packers just been a better offense, and if you remove his biggest factor, which was his explosive touchdown production, he's right there at his consensus value. And we're talking about Jordan Love and a team that's going to go down in game script. They're going to see more negative game scripts, more passing opportunities, they might play at a faster pace. They were already playing slow with Aaron Rodgers. They can't get much slower. Watson's going to get more opportunities. He had four and a half targets per game last year or uh, somewhere around, 
I'm guessing, but like six and a half targets per game in that 10 through 18 stretch. There's no way he sees less than six and a half targets per game in a full season sample next season. I'm buying. He's an alpha. I feel I feel like we have to make bet number two. Bet number two, six and a half target targets per game. I'll go under. I set a pretty high bar, but I'll <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. I'm a man of my word. All right. Let us lot, know what you think. NFC the- North, a lot of NFC North bets going down on this show. We care about the North. We're not even yeah. going to talk about the fact that he plays six week secondaries at minimum a year. He plays in the NFC North. No, the Bears, Bears secondary would be better. The Lions added a corner. I mean, the the, the, the Vikings. It's not the like Vi- they're not elite. Def- they're not elite secondaries. Still, they're You're, average yeah. secondaries that made improvements. Let's let's call a spade a spade. You're right. They'll be Detroit will be average, and so will you know the bears and the vikings oh the vikings uh fugazi all right who's the next player matt i have to write that down before i forget it aditya we'll uh we'll massage this one into the guest list uh we have deshaun watson are we loving or listing he deshaun watson is more of a player that i just i just don't see people talk about that much and I haven't really experienced, like, in my dynasty leagues, people are like, oh, I really want to go get Deshaun Watson or I really want to sell Deshaun Watson. But um, based on how it looks like now, I think I'm buying Deshaun Watson. Um, he had a down year last year. He was really bad for the Browns coming off of a year and a half-ish off of football. And the Browns' offense has – improved a little bit in that uh in that receiver room as well so i think i think deshaun watson plays better than he did last season but he's also just not a guy that i'm going out and saying like i really want to go get deshaun watson right now he's more he's more or less a guy that oh if i'm offered deshaun watson in this trade where i'm also getting another dynasty asset why not because he'll be a he'll be a helpful quarterback in those super flex leagues especially um to fill in on buys or just to fill in as your QB two, if you've got like a rookie like CJ Stroud or Anthony Richardson that might not be playing or isn't up to their potential quite yet. So for now I'm buying. I'm yeah, I, I think I am too. Um, but I'm not as enthusiastic about it as I am with some other players because this is a pretty risky pick. I mean, he could, I mean, he showed some signs of coming back. I, th- I think he had a couple quarterback one weeks towards the end of the season, but he did not play very well at all this year. So, and where you're going to have to draft him is probably the back end of the first mid to early second round of a startup in a super flex league. That's pretty pricey. So I'd probably prefer, and I know I, I took, I actually did take him in a dynasty startup at the end of the first round because I felt like it was a decent upside swing. But maybe if I had to do it all over again, some quarterbacks that are ranked a little bit lower in value that I feel are a little bit more stable or, you know, maybe a Kenny Pickett, a Daniel Jones, a Jared Goff, Geno Smith. So if I was worried about the potential collapse of, of Watson, which I think he'll play OK, I think he'll be fine. I think he'll probably finish as a quarterback one. But I I think maybe waiting on pick to get Pickett in a startup or Jones in a startup or maybe Geno Smith in a startup that might be the way to go if you want to be risk averse but I'm I'm lukewarm on Watson I could buy I could love him or list him but I'm gonna love him for the purposes of this exercise yeah I wrote eh on the show sheet and then just kind of yeah. moved on because 
that's pretty much my entire sentiment. I'm very lukewarm. I think QB 12 is pretty much right on the dot for what his value should be right about now. And I think wherever you're at in your, in your journey as a dynasty team, you can make the argument for or against it in almost any situation. And, and depending on your structure, you know, I can, if you're a win now team in a super flex league and you want to bet on a guy who used to be a, a Konami code quarterback, he was rushing around. He had seven rushing touchdowns in, in 2019, number two and number two in the league when he was the number two quarterback. So he's, he's one season technically removed from top five, top two, top five finishes in fantasy points per game. So if you're a win now team and you're either a contender where you're kind of fighting to stay in it, or you're on the rise and you're trying to really make that push, you can absolutely make the argument that, that Deshaun Watson is worth the risk. Now, if you're trying to be risk averse, then, then yeah, I'd trade him away because I mean, right now in the off season is the best time to do it. Cause we talk about again, like where is that value going to go at age 28? He's got to perform pretty well. He's got to become an elite quarterback again to massively increase his value. And if he, if he stinks it up like he did last season, then his value is going to start dipping and dipping and dipping below Kenny Pickett below to uh, below all these, all these people you mentioned, Seth. So if you're risk averse and where your where your team's at, then yeah, I'm, I'm listing them. But if I'm a, if I'm a contender in a super flex league, I think I'm comfortable making, making the leap depending on what my situation's like. Yeah. Um, we have time for one more. So do we want to go with the tight end or do we want to go with the wide receiver? Well, we have to go with the wide receiver, right? It's topical. Mm. Or do you want to go with the tight end? Who's who's loving? Are we let, let's just do both real quick. Let's just rapid fire. Okay, rapid fire. All right. Um, uh, Mark Andrews, the DT. Are we loving or listing real quick? I'm loving Mark Andrews. Loving Mark Andrews. I'm going to list them because I feel like if I can tear down to a Friarmouth or a Goddard, I'm doing that. But if I have them on my roster and I can't do it, then I'm keeping them. Um, but I just feel I don't know. I I know he's he puts out those tight end one tight end two weeks. And maybe that's all you can hope for is that, you know, is that maybe about half the time um, I'm not doing this rapid fire, but anyway, I, I just, he, he produced six top five tight end weeks last year and six kind of outside the top 12. So that's kind of, I don't know. That seems a bit to, for tight end two in dynasty anyway. All right. Deandre uh, Hopkins. A D, yeah. yeah. 11 or less. There we go. Rapid there we fire. Go. Uh, I'm listing Deandre Hopkins right now. Free agent. I'm listing him as he yep. stands. The list. The bu- list. When the, when the buzz is the hottest, that's when you got to list. Yep. List, list, list. All right. Uh, let's real quick. Um, Aditya, we can't thank you enough for coming on the show. What, what are you working on these days? What do you got to plug? Yeah, so er- earlier this week, uh, I came out with a Dynasty Startups, uh, Veterans in Dynasty Startups article. Um, veterans are usually undervalued in Dynasty Startups, so just pointing out a few that uh, that could be really good values in your startup drafts to take a look at as you do those. Um, so that came out earlier this week. You can find uh, that article as, long as, as well as all my other articles on uh, playerprofiler.com backslash articles um on my twitter at adi underscore fuel as well i'll retweet post different things that um i appear on or uh different things that i write about so take a look at that too and go into the off season it is a little bit slow i i will admit june july but we'll continue to get those get some analyses out there uh going forward 
Mr. Babbage. Bold, bold prediction. Bold oh, prediction. Oh, sorry, I didn't. I didn't set him up for that. That's my bad. That's my. That's a. That's a fail on the co-host or the host. Are you the host or co-host? Or are you the assistant to the? Any, I think he's the co-host because anyway, whatever. <laughs> I can't demote him now. I mean, he's already here. So sorry, Aditya. Go ahead. Bolt, bolt, do you have a bold prediction? Yeah, my bold prediction is that Dalvin Cook. He once he's released, whatever team he goes to next, he is the backup running back and not fantasy relevant next season. Ooh, nice, Mr. Babbage. All right. Well, the world famous draft kit is releasing very soon. Go get it. Before I had the pleasure of contributing to it, I was a consumer. And let me tell you, hundreds of draft profiles, paragraphs upon paragraphs for for every single player that you could possibly imagine, video analyses from all of your favorite fantasy analysts, not just from Player Profiler, but from all around the fantasy space. This is truly a world-class product, and I mean that literally. I once met a backpacker in Shangri-La that won a fantasy championship thanks to the world famous draft kit. So we mean it when we say this is world famous and you can't get a better draft kit out there. You can't get another draft kit out there that has work from me. That's going to have a a video for a certain running back from me. Um, And there'll be, there'll be team previews. There'll be, there'll be 22 reviews. This thing has everything you can imagine. And I'm I'm so honored to play a part of it. So get the world famous draft kit, crush your drafts this off season, and starting soon. I actually got to work on this so I can send it over to Seth. But we're going to be starting a really cool article series where some of us at Player Profiler will will kind of all take a stance. We're going to answer a certain prompt, and you'll be able to read. You know, I think it's four or five of our our, our different opinions on 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 a given topic. And so these will be. Seth weekly articles. Am I announcing this too soon? No, it's, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be weekly. Yeah. Sorry. I was thinking of something else, but yes, weekly, you're not announcing it too soon, but yes, be on the lookout for yeah, a lot of collaboration, a lot of collaboration, not like Matt Nagy bears collaboration, but like real collaboration. Rashad Bateman, 20% target share, top 24 in fantasy points per game. Boom. Yes. The draft kit, be on the lookout for the draft kit. Uh, I, you know, even though, you know, you, I contributed to it as well. Uh, I think, uh, let's see here. Let's see. I'm, I'm looking, Matt Babich is there. Uh, I'm looking Theo Maddie, Theo Maddie, a lot of, I mean, a lot Jason. of amazing analysts here yeah. have, have contributed to this thing. Matt Babich, Matt Babich anyway. So yeah, be on the lookout for that. That's going to come out really soon. And, uh, I, like I said, I've contributed to it. You got to get plugged in with player profiler. Like you got to click the like button. You got to subscribe. There's another show on after this. You got to watch that. The goat district. Those guys are amazing. There's, well, there's so many things that I'm working on right now with our head of content, Theo Greminger. I think that's his title. I don't really know. We're st- I think we're, they're still trying to work some of this stuff out. Y'all know that Cody left. So uh, so we're still trying to shuffle, do some shuffling behind the scenes, but it's there's so many things going on that I am excited about, and it's all for you guys. So smash the like button, subscribe, follow us all on Twitter. Our Twitter handles are right there on the screen, and go check out the Goat District. I think that's the show, guys. Thank you so much for watching, and as I fumble around, as I always do for the end screen, 
I just want to thank Aditya one more time for appearing on the show and continually uh, providing uh, excellent analysis for the underworld. And of course, my Matt, my uh, co-host Matt Babich couldn't do it without him. Keeps me in line. And everybody in the chat, like, subscribe. See you next time. Be good out there. And guess what? Nobody cares about Aaron Rodgers. Bye-bye, everybody. <laughs>